You Who Dare, a podcast about the TV show Ice Road Truckers. I'm Graham, and here with me is Jake, and we are your Pathfinders on this frozen journey. Jake, what's up, my dude? <laughs> what's up, Graham? <laughs> what to do? Uh, <laughs> man, you really threw me for a loop there. <laughs> what it do indeed, man. I think I may have gone too hard on that dude. Like, uh, no, I, I, I might have fucked up the audio for the whole episode. Going <laughs> <Joe and> too <Duarte>. hard. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. We'll even that out, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you're rocking a tight loons jersey. I am. I am. We got two loons fans on the pod now. Ooh, that is a very Seven. good loons call. <laughs> No, no, it's recognizable as a loon's call. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you went to a game. I did. Yeah, my wife and I went to a game. I got tickets through work, which was awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Um, we had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. So I was I was kind of expecting something akin to a baseball game. Like you have oh, assigned no. seats and you sit there and watch it. And instead, we had tickets to the Wonderwall. And so oh, hell yeah. we were on the very first level directly <laughs> behind the goal, um, <laughs> like right next to the fake smoke cannons and the people leading the cheers. Um, so it was yes, super dude. fun. We it, it, we took us a minute to be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but yes. then we were like singing and clapping and cheering the you, whole game. It was super fun. Yes, dude. Did you learn like the cheers and learn the songs and everything i did learn some of them uh i don't know how much of them i retained but oh, i yeah. i did really like digging into the first line of uh we come from the cold and frozen <laughs> north the loons the loons, the loons like yes. <laughs> Dude, I've been to one. I've been to a number of games. I've only gone to one and sat in the Wonder Wall, and it is uh, very, very fun. It was awesome. I mean, <laughs> it's not like the best viewing experience if you want to like Negative. see the game and see the tactics, but just like for an experience of just like feeling like you're part of something. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's cool. It was very rad. And there was like a dude right next to us who was heckling the opposing goalie for the whole second half. And then yeah, when it became clear that San Jose was going to like tie it up, the goalie kept turning around and kind of like smirking at the wonder wall and talking <laughs> shit. So it was pretty funny. Nice. <laughs> I heard or yeah, I think I read on Twitter that somebody threw a bottle at that guy. Oh, did you notice that? I did not okay. see that. Not cool. Yeah. Apparently somebody... Uh, did that and then immediately Minnesota fans went and grabbed that guy and threw him out. That's good. Also, where the fuck do you get a bottle from? I think it was like an empty Coke bottle, but yeah, where do you? They don't <laughs> so, like a plastic out. bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I come from Cleveland, so my first instinct <laughs> is that we're talking about throwing glass bottles. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, it was a tie. It was. Um, which is a bit unfortunate because you didn't get to see them actually sing wonderwall at the end oh that's tight do you know that tradition no okay we got to go to a game where they win uh the entire stadium um sings wonderwall and they're there it's like acapella for part of it and the team like runs up to the wonderwall holding arms and like really that's awesome (laughs) were you there when did you stay after the game at all 
Uh, yeah, we stayed for a while. So we saw like some of the players, like kids came out and kicked goals into the net. Uh, yeah. Was there any, one of the players, uh, proposed to his girlfriend after the game? Oh, I didn't see that that was a player. That's amazing. Yeah. Hassani Dotson. He proposed to his girlfriend. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is like super rad. Uh, but it's also like. Maybe wait until you win. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, yeah, that was great. It, it was funny. We we met up with a friend of Katie's who she used to know from Eau Claire. He lives in Men- Memphis now, and like totally coincidentally, was like I'm at the Loons game too. And so we we're talking with him, and he was like, "Yeah, you know what? Actually." soccer fans are like people you want to be friends with and then in the subsequent several days i've learned that like three more people i know were also all at that game yes dude so it's just bearing it out soccer friends are people you want to be friends with yeah man that's um that's where all the cool people hang out i guess (laughs) i guess so (laughs) i thought they were smoking under the football stands but nope (laughs) (laughs) nope Heckling the goalie. That's what they're doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, well, that um, that sounds rad. I've yet to make it to a game myself this season. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, do you have season tickets or tickets or anything? You just, like, get them on the fly? Or? Um, we, we'll get them on the fly. We had season tickets. We bought them for last season, and then COVID happened. And then we had the option... Um, once the game started being full capacity again to like reacquire our season tickets, but we decided not to. Um, and mainly it was like, I don't, we realized when are you going to go? Yeah. How the fuck are we going to like get somebody to watch the kids? Yeah. 13 times. (laughs) Well, we should, we should plan a few who dare trip. Mm -hmm. Yes, dude. I would love that. Let's do it. Nice. Um, I have uh, quite a big accomplishment for myself over the last uh, weekend. I've been reading the book Worm. Have I? I don't think I've talked about this. On I the don't pod. think so. Worm is a web serial. It was originally published as a web serial between 2013 and 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a like epic um superhero novel i guess novel i don't know it's it's the equivalent of like seven thousand pages whoa i've been yeah (laughs) i've been reading it since like thanksgiving and the other day i finally finished it and man real good whoa that's awesome yeah i was trying to figure out like how long it took me to read it and kindle like your kindle doesn't give you stats on that but i looked it up and like you know they do like based on an average reading rate of however many words per minute they said it's like nearly six days worth of reading that's a lot of reading yeah man definitely the most reading i've ever put into one project wow that's awesome yeah felt good dude yeah it's a fun book that's a good endorsement. <laughs> Check it out. Hey, uh, folks out there, read Worm. Boom. Just Google Worm. Or maybe Worm book. Worm novel. No, just Worm. 
Google Worm. It'll probably show up. Actually, let's find out. I wonder how far down the Google results you have to go for. Mm, oh, uh, it's the second thing. Well, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, good job, book. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, actually, if you just Google Worm, you get like, you know, uh, Google's definition of a worm, Wikipedia worm, and then two, three, the next three links are all about the book. So it's pretty big, pretty big stuff, you know? Pretty big stuff. Really uh, hitting the SEO, so. (laughs) (laughs) Climb that SERP. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, man. Nice. Yep. Uh, well, look at you, fancy reading boy. Yeah, it's a pretty fancy thing to do, I think. You know, yeah. I treat myself to a little bit of reading every now and again, or a lot. <laughs> <laughs> do you read a lot? I didn't used to. I do a lot of audiobooks, mm. um, which doesn't really feel like reading. But then I realized that, like, if I get like way into, way too into an audiobook, I like disconnect a little bit from people around me mm-hmm. and it, like not just like because i'm listening more than hanging out with them like it actually does this weird thing to my brain where i have this like almost distance feeling from other people and other things just because i've been in my own head for way too long listening to this thing that's not real yeah uh so i decided to start physically reading just at bedtime yeah um, and that kind of got me, I read a different book, a different web serial, and then that got me into this. And so this is like the second real book that like real reading that I've done probably since like grad. Wow. Well, way to go big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did read, uh, one third of infinite jest at one point. Mm, uh-huh. Which I think that's as much as anybody has ever read that. And then they just lie about having finished it. (laughs) Dude, I've totally read that. Yeah, have you? (laughs) I'm sure. It's a fun book. What happened exactly (laughs) to a fraction that's slightly more than one third? There should be an easy way to do this. Four tenths. Or... Yeah, what's what happened four tenths of the way through that book? <laughs> <laughs> we we oh, can't man, do spoilers on the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you really read that book? I did. It nice. it did take a long time, but yeah. Yeah, you have uh, you know some resolve to make it through that. I mean, or it's maybe you just enjoy entertaining. It. Yeah. Okay. I really like big ass books because. Um, there's no, like, I sort of abandon the notion of, of progress and having a sense of like, oh, I'm getting close to the end. It's just like, this book is going to take me, I don't know, forever to read. I'm just going to be reading it forever. (laughs) Uh, and I don't know, there's sort of a, a fun, it's, I guess, a fun, like escapist thing a little bit. Yeah, man. Um, I enjoyed that about Worm. It felt like something that I was, it was just going to take me the rest of my life. Uh And so I just like, there wasn't, there was no end in sight for the longest time. So it was just like, I'm just reading to read. Like there's no end goal here because this book is infinite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It'd be good if I could port that 
mentality over to something like doing laundry or <laughs> work or <laughs> uh yeah man <laughs> um should we get into some ice road trucking let's get into it let's freaking do it um season two episode eight man down now we lost one well i guess we, <laughs> we don't know <laughs> <laughs> we are did we lose i don't yeah maybe we didn't lose one is everything all right yeah oh, hang on just okay. got a got a device ringing here man down <laughs> damn that heat <laughs> coming in ah oh, fuck i blew i probably blew out the uh <laughs> the I, we'll again. fix it in post again that's fine Get, fix that in post <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so this is all about i mean i don't want to spoil things i mean they they make it pretty clear okay <laughs> there's alex, not a lot of tension building on this one alex freaking is sick <laughs> alex is sick <laughs> alex is very sick which we yeah. He seemed not great in past episodes, but now it becomes clear like he's really sick. You know what's wild is, um, you're right, past episodes. Yeah. Because we're, each episode of the show is literally uh, one day or less, it yeah. seems like. Um, we have been seeing Alex get sicker and sicker over the yeah. last like three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. Like that that episode where he gets lost feels like it was four oh God, episodes so ago or ago. something. It was so long ago. Yeah. And that was literally like a couple of days ago for him. Yeah. <laughs> and he was already sick in that because I think he was complaining about it, right? Yes. Yes, he was. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this, it, and it's a... Do, sorry. We, they, so the, in the intro, uh, I just want to... We do the intro, and then mm-hmm. um, I don't want to act like we're not going to talk about the other thing from the intro, which is <laughs> <laughs> it's like there are two big things in this episode, mm-hmm. uh, or so the intro uh, leads us to believe. A polar bear stalks the road, and then Alex is sick. Mm-hmm. So um, we should maybe touch on the polar bear thing. Yes. There's not a lot there, though. There's not a ton there, no. But um I mean it's it is you know one of those classic ice road truckers season 1 moves of like we're going to try to engineer drama out of something instead of just mm-hmm. like following the heat. <laughs> um so yeah, it is true that there's a polar bear on the road. And at first I was very I I was very cheesed off, pardon my French. Oh, the... okay. <laughs> Explicit warning on this end. <laughs> uh, I was pretty cheesed off at like the framing of this, especially coming off of, you know, last week we talked about the trailer for um, Liam Neeson's fun ice adventure or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> <laughs> and and The Grey, yeah. uh, which is that like terrible movie that portrays wolves as like man eating killers 
Uh, and so at first I was like, well, this polar bear stocks throat is like clearly just like playing in the same tropes. But they do make clear that, like, yeah, polar bears do kill people. And they tell a couple stories about that, all of which are pretty anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly. <laughs> um, yeah, but they do. So basically, the um, Langley is, like, near where the bear is sighted. And uh, basically, everyone has to shelter in place until they have a wildlife monitor i think is the term they use is that what they said i think it is oh okay <laughs> i don't know that monitor is the best description of what this guy's gonna be doing because no. it, it sounds like he's gonna go drive off the polar bear which is fine i'm not objecting to that it's just a very silly like i don't think he's just gonna go watch the bear it's also wild to me that they're just like oh, all right uh shut down the whole langley site Uh uh-huh shut it down there's a polar bear somewhere in like the 20 mile radius or something yeah or maybe it's closer than that but um it's also like i don't think the polar bear is hunting the humans at langley as far as we know but maybe it's less safe than i'm imagining yeah i don't know i mean the narrator does make this statement that like polar bears and man keep an uneasy peace which is just another one of these like weird weird obscuring statements that the show makes to to like kind of distract (laughs) from actual conflict in the world like to the extent that there's any conflict here i think it's that we are like directly responsible for killing polar bears (laughs) and they sometimes become so hungry that they will try to eat us so i don't know to what extent that's really an uneasy piece (laughs) If they were more evolved beings, they should, I mean, they should be just tearing Langley yeah. apart. Best Absolutely. defense, good offense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, you know who else tells a very uh, anticlimactic story about a poor bear is Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Alex, do you do you want to try to recap his story? <laughs> sure, <laughs> should do me sure. Yeah, so Alex says something like, "Well, I once had a close encounter with a polar bear. Uh, I was uh, working at a camp, and there was this bear about three hundred yards away, and people were going out about halfway to take pictures of the bear and look at the bear, and I stayed away from that. I didn't want to mess with the bear." Uh, and then I left that camp, and then the bear ate someone. <laughs> <laughs> Your recap of that story is not far from his recounting of it. He very much was like, "Yeah, so I just I I left, and then uh, he ate someone." Yeah, and then the, you know, cut to Eric like <laughs> off doing something else. <laughs> what? That's the story. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't oh, it doesn't man. really land. <laughs> no. Um I did really enjoy that this wildlife monitor who uh is going to take care of the bear. I seem to recall they talked about like the gun that he was bringing with him. Mm-hmm. And then so he's got this gun and he's just sets off on a snowmobile. Yep. I in my mind, I mean I guess bears can't run as fast as snowmobiles, but like I guess I just imagined he's going to be on a truck or something, but 
I guess the polar bear doesn't stay on the road. So why would he, <laughs> why would he go on to try? <laughs> I just want him to be more protected. The whole thing is like these polar bears are eating people. Yeah. Yeah. They also make a comment about. So th- these are the words that the like drilling guy uses is is that uh, they get one of, quote, the locals to like come <laughs> take care of it because they have better survival instincts. And so um, I guess I assume that what he means is that is that there what he means is, is that like the person who's going out uh, is like a First Nations person who like knows how to handle themselves in the cold and like knows something of like bear behavior and stuff and isn't just a like dumbass white guy, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is what I would be. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um do dumbass white guys live permanently up in that area at all? Or is it, are we to assume that other than doing this work that they're heading back South? I think it's an interesting question. Yeah. You know, and I, I wonder if it kind of gets to like, um, you know, the way that like the narrator, it's so easy for the narrator to position this as like this fearsome, terrible beast stalks the road looking for men to eat. And that like really makes sense because this mm-hmm. there's a sort of like antagonistic, like man, you know, violent struggle of man triumphing over nature narrative that like. I think it's fair to say you and I were like brought up and schooled in, you know, and that's not actually a very constructive mindset to use to like interpret or respond to uh, animal behavior. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the conqueror mindset isn't Uh necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's the polar bear. That's the polar bear. Um, Let's let's. I'm. I realized something in this episode and I have fears about the rest of this series. Uh Oh, um, I don't like sick episodes. Like when somebody gets sick, uh-huh. it's just like a little bit much for me to handle. <laughs> I think, <laughs> and they've done this twice now where it's like, Ooh, somebody's sick. Good drama. Uh-huh. Which it kind of is when, you know, cause you're so remote. Yeah. I guess this is three episodes because we got fucking Drew to have him like that. Do we count that? Like a circus picture. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they they made a big enough deal out of it to me that I just so turned off by that. Uh, so th- anyway, for me, this was unpleasant. Yeah. Um, but also, um. I mean, it was it was pretty good drama because of um, just how bad it went for Alec. Yeah. So, would you be willing to say more about like the unpleasantness or like why it was a bit much? Or oh, I think I'm a hypochondriac. Um, like, huh. I don't I don't know what like in a clinical sense what that means, but I do like a huge anxiety trigger for me is when. I think I'm getting sick or when one Mm. of my children is sick or my wife is sick or somebody near me is sick Mm -hmm. just because I hate being like incapacitated yeah, and having things like unknown. It it always feels very unknown if like, uh, am I sick or 
is this me dying? <laughs> <laughs> is this what it feels like to start dying? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then, you know, to watch that in other people is, uh, especially a child, is yeah. very hard to deal with. And then just, you know, it's contagious. Whatever they have is contagious. So it's like I have to care for them. So it means that I'm probably going to get it, which means that I'm probably going to miss work, which means now I have to. All, all of the inconveniences of life just are magnified yeah. when you're sick, right? So um, I don't know. All, all of that just my mind whenever I see someone sick or like someone near me especially is sick my mind immediately goes like, oh shit, these are, this is how my next two weeks are about to play out. Mm, uh-huh. And so I go through every step of that and it's just a spiral of work. Yeah. Um, and so I think that means I'm a hypochondriac, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like it means you accurately know what's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that <laughs> yeah 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 probably the the thing so there are two aspects that i found really uncomfortable to watch the first is <clears throat> when basically you see alex acknowledge his symptoms acknowledge that like something is very wrong but then really not do anything and just kind of just be like well i, I guess that's just how it is yeah. Like his, like to like when he declines to respond to the situation. Mm-hmm. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> uh I think cuz it reminds me of like um like family medical situations that I've seen that are analogous. Oh. Uh and then the other time is when he's talking with uh Hugh and when he's talking with his wife. And he's telling them what's going on. And he does such a terrible job of relaying the information to them. It's this almost like intentional, like, I don't understand it. I'm not going to get into it. Or maybe a way of downplaying it like doctor stuff, you know. Um, And so, again, it reads to me as a kind of disengagement strategy. That's mm-hmm. like not, not kind of responding to the situation, and that just like really sets off alarm bells in my head. Yeah, totally. Um, I, yeah, watching him talk with Hugh about it and to his wife, and just that kind of like there is like a, a bit of a machoism about it, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, it could be walking pneumonia, could be this, could be that, and just like I'm. You know, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. And just kind of like complete downplaying it. And part of that is like him to himself. Yeah. Trying to convince himself and probably is. Right. Um, Which to me, as somebody who has the exact opposite approach, which is at the slightest like possible <laughs> <laughs> symptom i'm like i guess i'm dying i need to tell everybody i know that i'm dying <laughs> I, I, I need my wife to convince me that i'm not dying um, yeah it's yeah it's there is something about that where he's just able to be like 
yeah, you know, whatever. It's just getting sick, and uh, yeah, it's not it's probably not a big deal. It's like there's something about that that's kind of like, yeah, I kind of wish that I <laughs> had the ability to. Oh, interesting. You know, to put it in its own place. Yeah, but it's also de- like neither approach is the healthy approach to like an illness, and probably his is worse than mine because at least you know if he had like lung cancer or something right now, based on his symptoms, he would just have ignored it, ignored it, ignored it for months. Yeah. Um, Whereas obviously in my scenario, I would be like at the doctor immediately or something, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here in terms of like how people respond to illness. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Should we, I feel like we've talked a lot around, uh, Alex, but should we kind of unpack what actually happened? Yeah, we should talk. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do you want to walk us through part of it? Yeah. um, Let's see. So he is. I think even in the last episode, he he's talking about how he's sick, short of breath, and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And so he is on the road, and he's talking more about that. um, And he does make this weird comment about um, how, like, it's how the world is now. Is people, everyone's sick or something? I do not know what he was talking about. I was, <laughs> I was like, is he just kind of drifting off into like delirium? Like, what does that mean? He says, maybe I should start smoking. At one point, I don't know why he says that. It's like, that would, no, that would not help. <laughs> And then talking about being sick, he goes, seems to be par for the world that everyone is getting sick from stuff, flus and stuff. Yeah. Which, I mean, this was 2011, (laughs) but (laughs) it's pretty prophetic. A little on the nose, bud. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he was right, you know. Oh, maybe he is patient zero for COVID. Fuck. (laughs) Think about it. It took took 10 years, but uh, made its way around the globe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway he um he makes it to langley and um he is like unloading i don't i don't remember what he's hauling or anything it's really not important but just like him helping unload stuff he's like gasping for air afterwards yeah he just every step of the way in this episode just looks worse and worse truly and it's like he's like sweaty yeah at one point he he coughs like he's coughing a lot but at one point he coughs and then he's chews he starts <laughs> chewing and i was like oh that's so fucking gross ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man um he passes you while he's driving and um they <laughs> they they cut you wrote these notes. Sorry, Anna. <laughs> Maybe I should let you read your own notes. Cause well, I, I there's like, I took a lot of notes. Because there, yeah, there's this like weird, I don't know. I don't know how much the play-by-play is really helpful. Because there's know, a lot right? of almost like dead ends sort of. I don't know. Hugh, Hugh drives past and then Hugh and Alex are on the radio. And Alex tells him that he's... Uh, you know, he's not feeling well and Hugh seems really worried, but like it is the 
tersest, most stereotypical like male exchange ever. Yes. There's like yeah. four words exchanged. Also, then the narrator sort of sets up that like they have all these hilarious stories and, and they <laughs> oh, collectively God. tell another very anticlimactic story that that Hugh, though, fucking loves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hugh loved it. And then Alex also told it. Yeah, they I think they if Alex had not been sick, he probably would be more into the story. I don't think any of us as viewers could ever be that into the story to be honest regardless of who told it or how but it's great that they have that camaraderie it was so interesting that the uh producers decided like oh yeah we're gonna show the story from both of their points of views that was an interesting deal out of the story and it's boring (laughs) it's pretty boring you know i think what they're trying to do though like they 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 do foreshadow it's not even foreshadowing really because there's no like hint or mystery or anything you know at the start of the episode they're like hey alex is going to get super sick and have to get pulled off the road and then they they are setting up these like kind of nostalgic almost moments between in Mm -hmm. particular alex and hugh kind of reflecting on their relationship and acknowledging their like long past Mm -hmm. um that like really gives it a somber overtone. And like when they first were talking about him getting sick, I was kind of like, okay, so he's going to like, you know, have to rest a couple days and then be better. But like, you know, as the episode was going on, I was like, is Alex going to die? Like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I know that that doesn't happen, but what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. um, You're definitely right. Like they definitely set up this close friendship or relationship between Alex and Hugh. They're given a lot of scenes kind of together or, you know, passing each other on the road and then each telling the same story and like you kind of get this feeling of like, oh yeah, Hugh and Alex are close friends, which it's so odd that, you know, we're what, twenty episodes in the show and now we're being told like, oh, these guys are like best friends. Yeah. Um, which I just like show more of that. That's great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It would have. I don't know. I they the show, I think, maybe, you know, I think really went for kind of two dimensional representations of some characters. Right. Like like Hugh is just kind of this crazy asshole is sort of like the season one version of him. Um, And there's a much more complex and interesting story there about like he is kind of a crazy asshole. (laughs) he he also you know has this like pretty deep friendship with this other dude who's like kind of a rival like kind of not you know it would have been a a much different show if instead of including so many characters it was like just Hugh and Alex yeah yeah I could see that um yeah so uh the kind of the real meat i would say of this episode is alex goes to the hospital or to the er or or doctor whatever is up in i guess they're in uh whatever one of the whatever the i think he's in yeah yeah in nuvik right so he goes there um (laughs) this uh this doctor comes in and she has um just a really cool haircut 
Yes. Like, it's a very in, radical haircut. <laughs> incredibly sick for 2012 or whenever this was shot. Yes. Still definitely dope now. A hundred percent. I literally had the exact same thought. I was like, if I saw that haircut today in Minneapolis, I would think, wow, that's like an edgy, cool haircut. <laughs> yeah, very edgy. Um, but yeah, Alex goes there, not feeling well, obviously, and they run some tests and um, he finds out that he might have a blood clot in his lungs and he needs to go to Yellowknife to get a CT. Yep. Um, so he makes like two phone calls. He calls his wife and, uh, like you said, is very much like, well, I guess I'm coming for a visit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then at one point he's like, oh, he's just so focused on death during this. Uh Uh-huh. Do you notice that? He's just like constantly talking about his own death. Um, to his wife, he says, Maybe we should start looking for a new husband for you. You got a short list going? <laughs> the, the gallows humor from this guy is really Man. strong. <laughs> Just like two as a wife. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Yeah. Um, so he makes that phone call, and his next call is to Hugh. Mm-hmm. And Hugh, like, it's like, oh, man. Hugh gets in a truck immediately, like, yeah. drops what he's doing. It's like, I'm there. I'm coming for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that was like, I think that the Hugh scenes were really, really neat where Hugh comes there and it just shows Alex talking to him, telling him what's up. And Hugh, like one of the few times in this show that we've seen Hugh just like really have an emotional connection and like, like have an honest, just have like an honest reaction to someone. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they do a little interview with Hugh after he's away from Alex, like after they talk. And Hugh is, I mean, Hugh is talking about how like, oh, you don't worry about Alex. Alex is a fighter. I know Alex is going to get through that. Um, But he looks really sad saying that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really neat just to see Hugh look kind of sad. Yeah. (laughs) That was kind of of fucked up sentence. I don't know. He's always like just like, you know, talking about shitting out the window of his truck and like <laughs> just like not giving a shit. Like he, he doesn't give a shit about Rick or kind of seems like most people <laughs> and like act it's like the few times that Rick has reached out to him and yeah. just needed an ear, he's like actively just like despised Rick and like <laughs> like gotten off camera or gotten off the phone and been like well rick's being a little turd and he's gonna quit again (laughs) yeah anyway just to see him like actually like he actually cares about alex Mm -hmm. that was nice yeah 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 so they they load alex up and they they fly him to Yellowknife, and i think that's where we kind of leave him yeah hopefully uh you know hopefully he makes it through it Yes. I mean, they kind of, they, they sort of set it up as like, Alex is done driving now. Like that's what they're sort of telegraphing. So I hope that that's not true. Yeah. Like hopefully, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he'll be back this season. I'd be surprised, but 
Yeah. Yeah, we'll they're see. making it kind of seem a little bit like he this could be the end of his driving career. Yeah. Which seems a little far fetched. I mean it's just or you know, might have a blood clot. They did say he had an open heart surgery six years ago. Did you catch that? Yes. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, what else we got? We got Rick doing Rick shit in this app. Rick's doing Rick shit. <laughs> yeah, Rick's in a safety meeting. And so this was interesting to me for two reasons. One is like I don't remember any kind of regular safety meetings happening down in Yellowknife. So no. like just a, just more evidence that like this shit is pretty real up here and they handle it pretty professionally. But of course, Rick is like falling asleep because he's Rick and he's he's going to do a bad job and he's going to like let everyone know how much he doesn't care about shit. <laughs> so <laughs> he gets told that he's going to do a like five day round trip drive towards the south mostly on pavement and this Mm. really pisses him off (laughs) so he repeatedly says what looks like just to the camera i am not going south and talks about how like he's not comfortable (laughs) driving on highways (laughs) (laughs) um and so like they do i don't know i feel like three cuts that are interspersed with other things of Rick being like, I'm like, if I'm going South, I'm going home. I am not going South, but they never show him talking to anyone about this situation. But then someone, I guess said something to someone else because Rick gets summoned to his boss's office and the boss tells him that someone else is going to do that run to the South. And Rick is going to keep making dump runs in a um, and definitely the boss kind of has that air of like, I'm telling, like, I've made the decision. You're getting what you want. I'm not going to talk about this with you. <laughs> it kind of like, do you think one of the producers was like, hey, man, that doesn't fly. We're not we're not sending a camera crew with Rick five days south. Yeah, we got to return these cameras in three days. (laughs) (laughs) He can haul trash. Okay. He'll haul more trash. (laughs) I mean, that's my guess that that someone from the show stepped in because Rick didn't Rick didn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't. They certainly didn't show him do jack shit other than complain about it to the camera. Yeah. So then, then we're seeing Rick do his trash runs, and he's just like, he's complaining about everything. He's complaining <laughs> about how cold it is, and he's he's doing this weird, like, he's doing this Drew-like sort of rhetorical dance of, on the one hand, he's shitting on everything and talking about how bad it is, and kind of cracking self-deprecating jokes and saying, like, nothing wants to work up here, including me. But then on the other hand, he'll immediately say something about like, oh, but that's just like what you do. Hey, up here, you just kind of cope with it. You just deal with it. You do what needs to get done. It's, <laughs> it's just it. Uh, it's really sucks to listen to, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like he's trying to justify he's trying to justify, you know, his sort of flaky behavior to, I guess, himself. But it's like you can't really justify it. Like you, you should either go home or shut up about this. Yeah. Oh man. Unpleasant to listen to him. Unpleasant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Complain. He does say at one point he's driving, I think he's driving this trash around 
and he uh, says the best thing I could do right now is go the fuck home. Yeah. It's like, yeah, bud. Yeah. Probably. All right. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, he goes to the bar after this. Uh huh. And he really goes to the bar in this half. <laughs> also, the bar looks, it really looks like a restaurant. Like, I didn't really see other people putting them away. And they served his beer in a hilarious goblet style glass. <laughs> <laughs> he was pouring, it was a it was a bottle of beer. So uh-huh. there obviously no taps up in Inuvik or Inuvik. Uh, so he's pouring it into his own like fancy goblet. Yeah. Um, was he was he not at a, like a bar? Was he just at like a table in a restaurant? Yeah, <laughs> like it, like I think it might have even had a tablecloth on it. It's just at like a family restaurant. That's really a, what it looked like with a camera crew filming him just getting just getting drunk. And he, uh, like last season, he got drunk ish, maybe. It's kind of unclear, but he had other people there. It was a real bar. It was a real bar. Yeah. This time he's definitely alone. There's nobody for him to hang out with at this bar, yeah. at this restaurant. Um, he He's drinking like they make it seem like I don't know how many he actually put away because maybe they kind of use the same footage and maybe he only had three, but they made it seem like he had 12 beers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it this definitely um, did have a flavor of like being cut to make it look significantly worse than what it was. Yeah, like certainly he's sitting there pouting, and he's definitely like, "Well, fuck it, I'm just gonna have a bunch of beers." But un- unclear how extreme that was. So yeah. definitely not an awesome move, regardless. <laughs> and they definitely take like the. F- the things that he says about drinking and make sure that that makes the episode like yes. at one point he says something about the more of these I have, the better ideas I get, uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, I, maybe the producers or somebody asked, so you don't like camp work. And he says, I'm too much of an alcoholic to stay there. eh? I just can't handle it. It's like so funny. I don't know what he, I don't know if it was a joke or what that <laughs> I don't know what camp work is. I don't know what he means by he can't handle it. But for him to be like, I'm too much of an alcoholic to stay there. It's like, it's like we were kind of made to believe in the last season. Like uh, Hugh was giving him a really hard time about like blowing money. on. Yeah, he was. And I walked away from that. Like, oh, fuck you, Hugh. He's just blowing off a little steam. He's a good worker. But maybe what we're not seeing is Rick just like throwing him back every night and actually spending all his money on beer yeah he is an alcoholic yeah i don't know i don't know (laughs) but that's that's rick's situation (laughs) hey you know who isn't in this episode again fucking drew where's drew there's not even i mentioned that drew exists in this episode since okay since that episode that we skipped, <laughs> has he been in it at all? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He has. Wait. Season two, episode six. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. In episode six, 
that is where we see Drew driving a box truck and he's on the forklift and oh, screaming at Kelly to get him a chain right. and that shit. So he still exists, but in at least <laughs> <laughs> in at least two full episodes, they've not shown a second of Drew. Yep. Which seems odd. Yep. Just yeah. just as we're talking about various characters, um, Jay Westgard does get name checked in this episode because mm-hmm. Rick is basically talking about guys he admires as truckers, yeah. and he mentions Jay. I can't remember what in what context this kind of came up because it's kind of incredible to me in hindsight that like just Rick reflecting on like who are these guys that I admire and why do I admire them and how like that that didn't somehow transition into like, what would they do in this situation? Or like <laughs> if they were here, what would they say, say to me? <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's fun to fun to uh, hear Jay's name. Yeah. I think he, he name drops Alex. Mm-hmm. It calls him Alec. Yep. And Hugh and then Jay Westgard. Yep. Oh, huh, cool. He looks up to Jay who is definitely younger than him and, <laughs> Jay yeah. Westgard, boy genius. <laughs> <laughs> you know who he should be looking up to is our boy who uh, has been in the last few episodes while Drew hasn't. Uncredited uh, star. <laughs> Honestly, put this guy in the freaking intro. This guy needs to be a main character of this show. It's, it is criminal that he is not a main character of this show after what he's done in the last two episodes. <laughs> We're talking about our boy Bear Swenson. <laughs> it's I'm kind of every time I see Bear, I'm surprised at how entertained I am by him though. Yeah. Cuz he's like he's super jolly, he's super jokey. There's no drama. <laughs> like <laughs> and so the jokes jolly. are pretty repetitive too. <laughs> <laughs> but he enjoys them. He does. He is having a fucking ball. <laughs> He'll make a hundred jokes a day about donuts, and every time he laughs at his own jokes, yeah. he enjoys it. I mean, even I laughed at one. Like, no, yeah. I mean, literally, he probably makes four different jokes about him eating donuts and being fat. <laughs> and, yeah. And then he offloads his stuff at his destination, and then yelling out the window, he he, he growls, "Lunchtime, donuts and good stuff." <laughs> I like literally laughed out loud. I did too. That his delivery of that line was so good. <laughs> Just like I, I want to do it too because it was so fun. The way that, <laughs> lunchtime, donuts and good stuff. It <laughs> feels so good to say. I don't know. It's, it's so funny. Truly. Oh man. Um, he. <laughs> he, he like loads when he's like uh loading his stuff to bring over um he is told by like the safety person <laughs> he goes okay well you're gonna keep this at uh 60 clicks and then he's just like uh i was thinking 70 and then the other guy was like all right sure bear that's cool <laughs> 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 it's like he's just like <laughs> He's so charming that the other person is like, oh, yeah, you can break the rules, whatever. Yeah. Hey, you do you, man. (laughs) Hey, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. (laughs) And then while he's hauling, and this this probably my favorite bear thing so far, 
he the show makes a big deal out of like oh something might be wrong with this load <laughs> he hears something yeah so he stops he gets out and he you know like makes a little bit of a big deal about well yeah you know i was feeling something i gotta get back here i'm gonna check the load make sure it's strapped down he walks back he like looks at it with his arms crossed and then he just like kicks the chains just like with his foot just <laughs> kicks it once or twice he goes oh well, good to go <laughs> <laughs> it's super casual. <laughs> I just like, yeah, totally not like I thought he'd like have to crank something, do something. He just walked back there, kicked a chain, was like, oh, still connected. Seems good. Good to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Love him. New favorite character in this show. <laughs> yeah. I hope he gets into the intro. Oh man. I I mean, they're not going to spend the money to re-edit the intro at this point. Absolutely not. They spent yeah. all the money on the camera rentals. <laughs> there is <laughs> nothing left. It's wild to me that, I mean, at this point, Bear has probably had as much screen time as Jerry Dewsdall. Yep. And Jerry's in the intro. Yes, he is. I don't know, man. Definitely, well, more, I don't know. Maybe not more screen time than Drew, but better screen time than Drew. Sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh man, and that's uh, that's our episode here. That's it. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking a walk through us. Walk with us. Through us. I hope they didn't go through us. <laughs> thanks for. <laughs> I'm so tired, Graham. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling off right now, man. <laughs> I'm tired too. I kind of feel like shit. <laughs> we should wait. You know what? Let's redo this one. Let's start it from the top. Oh man, listeners, we're gonna, thank you. We're you... gonna listen back. I'm gonna take down uh, the entire script of this episode. We're gonna do it again until it sounds good. <laughs> That's how committed Graham is. <laughs> this is um, how the best podcasts are made. This is what NPR does. They everything is scripted. <laughs> I, you're not wrong. <laughs> Listener, you can tell from the desperation and confusion in our voices here just how much you mean to us. Thank you for taking this journey with us. If you enjoyed this, please send us some like cough drops or something. I don't know what we need. But tell a friend, too, while you're at it. Smash that like button. Um Get at us on social media. We're at Few Who Dare. Um, and uh, please keep listening. You know what? Send me some like prophylactic uh, antivirals just for when, if huh. and when I do get sick. There we go. <laughs> send, me, send me some prophylactics. Just whatever. Send me everything. <laughs> Antibiotics. Uh, what am I Good. doing? <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> this is good. This is a strong episode. Yeah, we're, we're, hey, guys, I love you. Hang loose and keep on ice road trekking.